Hi friends, welcome back to the H&H Hour. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Heather and I am one of your hosts of this fun hour that we have. And this is my sister Heidi and she is my co-host. Hi friends, how are you? We're excited you're here. This is going to be a fun episode, Heather. I'm excited about this one. Yeah, me too. We've had a couple of guests on recently, which has been great. Yes. Um, but we're just going to take it back to just the two of us for this this hour and just the H and H, the H and H, <laughs> without any other letter. Yeah, no more letters, no more letters, at least for this episode. <laughs> so, if you're just joining us, we would like to introduce ourselves to you. We're sisters, Heather and Heidi. Yeah. And we just have a heart for people. We have a heart for people to know Jesus. We have a heart for people to be encouraged mm-hmm. and find hope and recognize that their ordinary lives, which Really, let's just be honest, except for a very small amount of people, every, every one of us is living ordinary lives, Yeah, are actually extraordinary, yes. that they're beautiful, and that there's, um, there's hope, and there's fun, and yeah. there's grace, and there's life inside of these ordinary lives that yes. we're living. So we just want to highlight those yeah, and um, help you recognize that in your own life too. Yeah. So our tagline, if you're new to us as a new listener, our tagline is this beautifully ordinary life. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me, Heather, sometimes it's easy to overlook just the simple things in life that can be seen right. as, oh, this is just ordinary. Right. But seeing it as something that God's given us a gift to bless us. You know, whether Mm -hmm. it's um, the lilies that Nana gave me last week that are making my kitchen smell glorious right now. I love it. Yeah. Um, And just not writing off the little things Mm -hmm. that God does to bless us. Mm -hmm. I think of it in my mom world. Mm -hmm. Like I do little things all day long, every single day to bless my children and to provide for them. And when they stop and say, mom, thank you for lunch. Like that just blesses my heart so much. And it reminds me of like the Father God, how he must feel when we recognize those moments, those gifts, those little treasures he gives to us. Yes. And go, hey, Lord, thank you for that. This is from you, and I know that. Yes. And we get so caught up. I'm speaking for myself, but I know many of my friends feel this way too. We get so caught up in the busyness of life and kind of the rat race and just going, 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 going. We actually stop to recognize we, we don't stop to recognize all of those things in our day, mm-hmm. in our ordinary day, that are really pretty extraordinary. I mean, just this morning I was driving with my children to a restaurant to go meet my grandparents for lunch. And I was just thinking about the fact that I, and this is going to sound really trite because we live in North America and so we take it for granted, but the fact that I have a vehicle. Right. That I can drive to a restaurant in to go sit down and have someone serve me lunch like that is extraordinary yes but we don't see many of those things in our lives as extraordinary we just see them as normal right but go across the world or you know go across town yep and there's someone across town our very own town Mm -hmm. who doesn't have a vehicle Mm -hmm. who maybe has to ride the city bus you know everywhere that they go and carry their groceries on the city bus which is a a great option but they don't have their own vehicle and so just stopping to take time to go okay what are the things that i have in my life that I need to be grateful for, that I need to acknowledge that this is God's blessing on my life. This is what God has um, allowed to be in my life and to thank him for it. So Heather, thinking of our grandpa, so he was a pastor for 47 years. Is that right? Somewhere around there? Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. And he also is a phenomenal singer. And I remember, um, so he was in a little more conservative church than we're now used to. Right. So they would sing hymns. Yep. And he would lead the singing with his very deep, incredible voice. Yes. And I will never forget being a little girl sitting in the pew in the front row with grandma, feeling like this huge sense of pride that my grandpa was both leading worship and preaching. And he was singing, count your blessings. Uh, And I just remember that deep, like billowing voice, count your blessings. No, name them one by one. Mm, And so here I was probably probably five years old, five or six years old, and feeling that reminder of like, yes, count your blessings, name them one by one. Yes. And sometimes I do that with my kids. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, Crosley, okay, what are five things today that you are excited about or that you know God blessed us with? Yes. Because I think that it is so good for us to say them out loud 
because it can just set our heart in a position of recognizing what God is doing for us, even if they're little things. Right. And it breeds contentment. Yes. Because then you realize that what you have is really so much more. And if you're, you know, if you're discontent, that means you're longing for things you don't have. You're not, you're not content with what you do have. So I love that. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had um, 100 day. Yes. party here with our kids and your kiddos came and it was we both homeschool our kids and so it was our 100th day of school which right. I felt like we needed to throw a party for the two of us absolutely like, where are the pedicures for this <laughs> okay kids you've done a great job learning but oh my goodness we've taught you 100 days of school this year so um but one of the things that we did is we wrote a hundred things on our big whiteboard that we were grateful for or that made us happy. We yes. kind of doubled up on that. And it was so fun to hear. They came up with a hundred things. They were just shouting them out. Shouting them out. so cute. And they were hilarious. Like one of your little Crosleys was his brother's hair. <laughs> Wild. He was grateful for Wilder's hair. He, I don't know why. It's the strangest thing. He loves to just kind of love on the back of Wilder's hair <laughs> and Collins now and just like, just rub it and He's going to rub him. all of the natural oil out of it and then they're going to have like straw hair. Right now, they're both somewhat, they put up with it somewhat, but I think that is coming to an end. We'll start punching him like, no, yeah. no more rubbing my no hair. No more touching me. But I just loved, loved, loved that because it, it, it sort of took all of us to this place where we're like, look at all of this yes. that we're grateful for yeah. and things that make us happy. And I, I just said to my husband the other night, I said, I am going to make such an effort to make sure I'm including things in my life and in our lives, our family's lives that fill me up. Yes. So I'm going to play music, nice, gentle piano music during dinner <laughs> because I like lots of kinds of music, but when we're having dinner, like I just want peace, you yes. know, and I want, yep. I want my home to feel, I want dinner time to feel like a safe place for my family and right. piano music makes me feel that way. Yeah. So I, I want to make sure that I start doing that and take the time to really go, what, what makes me have a day where I'm like, okay, I'm enjoying this. I'm participating in my day yes. and not letting my day just overwhelm me. Right. Well, and I think, Heather, um, it's it's a great thing to ask. Are you an uplifting person to be around? Hmm. Am I an uplifting person to be around? Mm -hmm. When people have been around me, do they leave feeling uplifted or do they leave feeling heavy mm -hmm. and feeling like, oh, that was effort. That right. was work to be around her, right. you know, or do they feel like, wow, I feel encouraged. I feel inspired. I feel like I, I want to have a good perspective about my life. I mean, and, I can think of people in both of those categories. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for, even for my own life, there are times that I, I'm in that positive category. Right. And then there's times where I'm not feeling so hot and I'm in that negative category. Yep. Yep. And, um, but negativity can be so contagious. Yeah. And I loved what we did with the kids for 100 days. Well, what you did, which you threw that party, and that was so cool. I thought it was so awesome. And it was so fun, was fun. and my kids loved it. Yeah, it was fun. But um, it also made me just go, this is a privilege to get to homeschool our kids. Right. And to see it as such a positive thing, which I do. But um, but it also can feel overwhelming sometimes. Some which days can, it does. Which can lead you to, like you're talking about, the negative feelings yep. of... How, how many more days do I have to do this? Yeah. I can't get out of bed and do this today. Right. It's easy to get to that place quickly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I think just being really honest, one thing I'm working on in my own life right now and that we're working on just talking points in our little family and our little tribe is yeah. an, that idea of positivity. You know, right. positivity is a choice. Hmm. And if we're not choosing it, negativity almost always is the fallback. Yes. And I think that anybody can fall into that trap of just that rhythm of negativity. Yep, so quickly. Yeah. And naturally, I'm a person that sees the glass half full, mm -hmm. almost always. Mm -hmm. But I know that if I let my my mind start to go there to that negative thinking, then yeah. everything can kind of go down that path. Right. And um, I just think that's not of God. God no. is a God of hope and That's of right. joy and of peace. Yes. And, um, you and know, I want my mind to be revolved around things that are of God, That's things right. that are uplifting and, and pure. And most of the time, if you're being negative, you're either being negative about yourself 
which is a direct slam on who God has made you to be because he's created you in his image. And so if you're being negative about yourself, it's really like slapping God in the face oh, and yeah. saying, God, you didn't do good enough. Yeah. Like I'm not happy with, with who you created me to be. Right. Or you're being negative about someone else, which is also not your job. Right. Um, God didn't put you here on earth to be a judge. Right. Uh, oh, we unless, often think he did, but he didn't. We do, unless you're an elected government <laughs> official, a judge, you know, then mm. that's your job. But that's a whole nother <laughs> story. That's not the judge we're talking about. And so I just think that negativity doesn't bring out anything positive ever. Mm-mm. Like there's nothing good, that, no good fruit that comes from negativity. Right. Um, but I also think that it's so quickly, I mean, you can be around someone who is negative and almost instantly jump on that bandwagon with them. Oh, yeah. And how many times have you been around a group of girlfriends yep. and one girlfriend says something negative about, okay, let's like let's just call it what it is right now, husband bashing. Yeah. Like they say something negative about their husband. Yeah. And then someone else says someone negative. And then you jump in and you say something negative. And it just is this down downward spiral right. of negativ- negativity about the person that you're supposed to love more than anyone in the world right? Um, and be the most loyal to. And so it's very easy to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. Well, and do you ever feel like when you hear that conversation start, your first thought might be like, hmm, yeah, my husband doesn't do that. But then by the time the conversation rolls a bit and it rolls yeah. a bit more, all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I can think of something that oh, does yeah. annoy me. Yeah. And then you're more likely to participate in that. Right. But the fact is, like, that's just whining. That's nitpicking. Yeah. Now, there is a difference, Heather, between like true struggles with husbands. Absolutely. You know, husbands that aren't loving their wives. That's right. Or abuse. Those aren't what I'm talking about. No. I'm right. just talking about those nitpicker naggers. Yep. The whiners. Right. Like, my husband doesn't hang his coat up in the right place, or my husband leaves his shoes out. Or right. my husband doesn't say the right things to me that exactly the way that I want him to say it. Right. Those things. things. like that. Just nitpicking, whining. And, you know, I don't like my kids to whine. Yeah. In fact, I don't let my kids whine. When yeah. they start, we have a conversation right away. Mm-hmm. And like, hey, let's just nip this in the bud. Let's mm-hmm. cut out the whining. Mm-hmm. But why do we let ourselves whine mm-hmm. so often? Yeah. Is it just because we're adults and mm-hmm. no one's going to yeah. tell us not to? Yeah, absolutely. We get away with it because we're, you know, we don't get disciplined by our parents anymore. Yeah. Like mom can't be like, hey, the Bible says I'm going to have to spank you if you don't know right. <laughs> right. But, but the reality is like God has a lot to say about that. Oh, yeah. And so we really, I mean, God will discipline us. God will convict us. Yes. And we will have to bear the consequences of his wrath, yes. Um, instead of our parents' discipline, which is I was way worse. Yeah, um, in my mind, absolutely. Well, I just think that that negative spirit is so strong. Yeah, it and is. it's so all encompassing, and it will just pull in anyone that will come into that circle. Yeah, it's not very popular to be in a circle of complainers and whiners and try to be the pop the the um, positive voice. Yeah. Oh, it's hard because. I've been there too, where women are bashing their husbands and you're like, oh, well, my husband, and you say something positive Mm -hmm. and you get those death stares of like, how dare you try to take over our negative circle? Um, But I just think that positivity is so important because life is heavy enough without trying to create drama through negativity right and that's often what it is just just putting the mic the the magnet the magnifying glass upon yep. things that don't really need magnified right. that aren't worth bringing up right uh, i this kind of goes a little bit um deep really quick but it's a relevant issue in our in our age today um race Mm. You know, I often think when I hear someone describe a person, you know, if I were describing someone to you that I had met at the store, Mm -hmm. why do I have the need to say the person that I met at the store and then say what race they are? Like say like like it it was a black woman or it was an Asian woman or it was a white woman. Why why can't it just be a woman? A woman, you know, but yet I feel like we have this we feel this need to to like pull these things out and focus on things that really have no bearing mm-hmm. on the story right. or uh, on the conversation. And so I just think it's like that. It's like that with anything where you can really focus on the wrong things and highlight the wrong things, just like you said, instead of focusing on the most important things right. and what's needed. Absolutely. Well, I think, Heather, too, 
almost always when we're talking about someone's flaw in their life, yeah. they already know it's there. Yeah. And they probably already struggle with it, yeah. whether it's our husband or our girlfriend or our child. Mm-hmm. They already know it's there. Yeah. And so the last thing they probably need is someone to just for us to point it out. Yeah. Like, this is something you're struggling yeah. with in your life. Now, sometimes we do need that encouragement to help remove that from our life, whatever it is. Right. But I, th- I don't know. I just think that that idea of that encouraging spirit mm-hmm. goes so much farther mm-hmm. Than that, like, let me just point out what it is that I see you doing wrong in your life. Like, that never lifts anybody up. And isn't it often internal? Oh, that almost you have always. Those thoughts? Like, yes. you hardly ever say to a friend, like, hey, this thing that you're doing, let me point that out to you. Right. In, a, in like, in a friendship setting. Right. And sometimes even in a spouse right. relationship. But you think it. Sure. So then, then that breeds your thoughts just lingering there and that negative attitude. And then usually what comes out of your mouth, even if you're not saying that exact statement, is a negative or an unloving response. I know our parents used to teach us, Heather, when we were young, is and it's this is straight from the Bible. So taking those thoughts Mm -hmm. that are not from God captive and putting them away from us. Yep. So that they don't control our minds. Right. And we often do that, I think, is we let those negative thoughts come in and then we let them reside. Yep. Instead of kicking them out and getting them out of our lives. Yep. And we feed them. Yep. And we let them grow. Yep. And we water them. And then they become these these habits uh, in our lives that really penetrate everything that we do. Right. It can can lead into you're negative about your spouse, you're negative about your job, you're negative about your friends, you're negative about the way you look. You know, it can can go into every area. Yeah. Quickly. Okay, so I want to talk about then, Heather, how are some of the ways that we can create a positive atmosphere in our lives? Okay. Okay, and I want to take this light for a while. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So I want to ask you, Heather, what are... Some of the things you can do in your life, in your world as a mom. Okay. Okay. What are some of your mom hacks, if you will, that help you be more positive in your life? Okay. And it can be super simple. Okay. Or really in depth, whatever you want to do. Okay. This first one is so funny. And just so that all of our listeners know, we're not being paid to say any of these things. They're not sponsors. We wish we were. But if you want to be a sponsor, (laughs) we would love it. Um, Okay. One of... One of my mom hacks or life hacks, because anyone can use it, you don't have to be a mom to use it, is a company called The Grove. Ah. And I just absolutely love it. So you can sign up, you can get their app, and you can get your cleaning supplies, you can get your, I love Mrs. Meyer soaps, so you can get your soaps, you can get... You can get lots of stuff, toothpaste, um, and it comes every month. So it's a direct shipment right to your house. And you can, there's no set limit, so you don't have to pay like $30 a month. You can spend 12 if you want, mm-hmm. if you don't need, you know. I have a dish, my this cabinet under my sink has like five Mrs. Meyer soaps in it. So That's I never That's never run a out. bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it's just, and they send you text reminders. Like yes. your Grove is about to ship. And so then you can go in and change it if you want to. And when that shows up, I know this sounds so silly, but when that shows up and I get it all out and put it on my counter, I'm so excited. Like it's cleaning products and I get so excited. Oh, girl, I can totally relate. My Grove shipped in this morning. And I, I'll, hilarious. I'll be honest. So my husband is traveling this week on business. And um, yesterday it kind of just hit me and I kind of felt sad and down about it. And like, oh, my my, be- my best friend is gone now for the week. Right. And... So then this morning I woke up and I had to choose positivity. Yep. And then my sweet little boy was out playing hockey in the garage. And I the the um, UPS man rapped on the door and left a package. And he's like, Mom, we got a package! <laughs> and he's like, what do you think it is? And I was like, oh, I don't know, buddy. Maybe something for Dad for his hunting trip? I don't know. Right. And then it had my name on it. <laughs> and I was like, my Grove order! And I was excited because it had... Um, an essential oil that I needed for my kitchen, for my diffuser, Perfect. for a scent. Perfect. And um, yeah, just things that were uplifting and yeah. fun. And yeah. And it had trash bags in it, which I forgot to order last month. So I was out of trash bags. And so that was a good thing. Totally. That is that's but, a great thing. So I love your Grove thing. Um, yeah. Okay. So one of my mom hacks, Heather, Okay. is this, I, I tease that this has become my new best friend. Okay. Okay. 
This is online grocery shopping. Oh, yes. Someone say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? <laughs> um, I started this, I don't know, maybe a year ago. Probably about, yeah. Probably a year ago. Yeah. So in our in our town, we've got a, a store called Hy-Vee. Right. And that's where I grocery shop. And so you can go online and you can order your groceries online and they will either deliver them to your door yep. if you order in time in the morning or the yep. night before. Right. Or you can even schedule a time to go through the drive-through and pick up your groceries. They come out with a cart and they put them in your car for you. Yes. I mean, talk about a mother's best friend. It's so true. I mean, literally on my order, mm-hmm. there's a little comment box and I'm like, dear hy <laughs> you are my BFF. And <laughs> a smiley really face. That? Heather, I did. <laughs> Because I wanted them to know that they are uplifting in my life. Yes. I call them my angels. Yes. When they bring my groceries to my front door. Yes. And then my kids carry them to my counter. And all I have to do is put Put them them away. It's amazing. This is such a mom hack. It really is. And I think a lot of grocery stores are starting to do that. They so are. I know that like Kroger in our area now delivers. And yep. so if you're in a different city and you have not checked out. And, and the amazing thing is, is that if you order over a certain amount, at it's least free. at ours, it's free. Right. Which is amazing. It is. I think just for me, like it helps create that extra white space that I yeah, need right. to be able to do the things that I do want to do. Like if I want to go out and play in the yard with my kids, hey, no big deal because the grocery man is coming and dinner will still be on the table. Right. So yep, that's, that's so good. That's a, that's a mom hack that's really in good. my world. So another mom hack for me is um, set bedtimes. Yes. I have done this with my littles since they were babies. So for 10 years. You have. um, My children have had bedtimes. Right. And they go to bed Mm -hmm. at their bedtime. Yeah. And it's changed as they've gotten older. It's gotten a little bit later. Sure. Um, But they still, you know, at 7 and 10, go to bed pretty much at the same time every single night. Right. And it does a couple of things. One, it gives me sort of a, a, I know when they're going to bed and I know I know when I finally get a break. Mm-hmm. And it also sets the expectation for them. Mm-hmm. They know what time bedtime is. And so, so when good. it comes time for bed and we say, okay, guys, brush your teeth, get ready for bed, they're not, it doesn't surprise. They're like, oh, we don't want to, I mean, they still sometimes oh, want to go to bed, but yeah. that expectation. So that's been, for, for me in parenting, that's been a huge thing. And you can start that with your babies. Absolutely. You don't have to wait until they're two, three, four, five. If you start it when they're babies, when they're two, And when they're four and when they're eight, it's so much easier. You've already done the hard work. Right. Well, and I think that creates a positive atmosphere for you and your husband for the rest of the evening. Right. Knowing like, hey, the kids are going to bed at eight o'clock or whatever time it is for you. And then you have that time to connect. Whereas if it's just kind of out there and you never know, I think that does open up a lot of opportunity for that like negativity around bedtime, Mm -hmm. the the fighting, the bickering, the I don't want to go to bed. No, you're going to bed. Right. And then it kind of can come between you and your spouse. And Mm -hmm. um, so those unmet expectations, I think that's just setting it. Yep. And that's something I learned from you is, man, your kiddos can go to bed at the right time. I remember before I was a mom Mm -hmm. and your sweet little Juliet, um, she was a little bit Mm strong-willed as a little one. Yes, she was. But I would be over in the evening, you know, having dinner or whatever, and her bedtime would roll around. Mm -hmm. And I remember being that auntie that was like, no, don't put her to bed. I Mm want to play with her. And you're like, nope, she's going to bed. And you'd go, you know, pray over her and plop her into bed. Mm -hmm. And she was never happy to be put to bed Mm because she wanted to party with me. Mm -hmm. But... (laughs) It's made her a great sleeper. Right. And so, you know, that's something that we've definitely borrowed from you guys. And it's, people tease me that I'm like a nap Nazi. Oh yeah, me too. I totally am. And mm-hmm. I'm okay with that because it helps give me the ability to be positive. And kids <laughs> Give need, me space. Kids need sleep to grow. Oh, yeah. We all need sleep. But yeah. kids especially need a lot of sleep. So that's that's been one of my, my mom things. Yeah. Okay, so another thing about positivity, Heather, how... How do you recharge? Mm, this is such a good question and such a hard question for me to answer. Well, but I think if we don't recharge, though, we don't have the space to be positive. I know. But I would say that this is something that I struggle with. Okay. Um, I, in this particular season of my life, and actually for many years, I feel like my the pace of my life has been very fast. Yeah. Um. I'm in, I would call it full-time ministry. Yeah. I don't get paid for it. And I'm not on, um, you know, 
it's not my job title, but I have been in full-time ministry for a while on top of running my home and a while like two and a half decades a long time yeah. <laughs> um, running my home my husband travels a lot homeschooling our children leading a women's ministry um, you name it I feel like I'm doing it um, and so there's always something to be done yes and I don't feel like I actually have really mastered a great rhythm mm -hmm. of recharging um, I love to read mm -hmm. but I feel like in the last probably several years when I read it's always to better myself or better the way I'm doing ministry or yeah. you know things that don't necessarily recharge me they sure. sort of just push me forward in whatever like teaching it, material mm -hmm, yeah whatever area I am leading in and so yeah. that's actually one of my goals over the next year is to really start to focus on that like how do I take Sayla's how do I how do I recharge how do I make sure that I am not empty right because if I am empty I have nothing left to give my family. I have nothing left to give my church. I have nothing left to give my friends. Um, so that's a good question. And I don't have a great answer for that right now. Yeah, and that's okay. I love, I think that's what this podcast is. It's us being willing to be real because we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. We don't have it all together. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of creating that conversation space mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because sometimes when we are able to converse about it, right. then we do realize like, oh, this is something I have to work on yeah. in my yeah, life. It for sure is. And I will say this, um, my family, my husband and I specifically really value experiences over things. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we've done really well, I would say, is take trips. Yeah. Um, we take vacations and little trips. It might just be a day or two trip to Iowa or to sure. St. Louis. or yeah. But it also might be a longer vacation. And so we've done that really well. Yeah. And those are, those are times that I do really recharge. I yeah. remember one time last spring, it was almost a year ago, I was just done. <laughs> with yeah. a lot of things. And my husband recognized that and he said, okay, this weekend we're going on a road trip. And we didn't have any plans of where to stop. We didn't know what we were gonna do. We just got in the car and we had the best time. I love and, it. I mean, we honestly went to like Podunk, Iowa. Like, <laughs> I don't even know if it had a, you know, sign with the, how many people live there. The population. <laughs> the population. <laughs> but it, he recognized that I just, for me, I think a lot of times getting away sure. helps me recharge. And so I would say that that is one thing that we do. Yeah. But the reality is most of my life is spent inside my home with my kids and doing life. And yeah. so I need to find ways to do that too Yeah. in ordinary life. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's fair and that's good. And um, as someone that's very close to your life, I can see all the reasons why you feel like you have a harder time fitting in that rhythm of recharging. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So one thing that I've recognized recently in my life is that in order for me to feel like I have a little bit of an ability to recharge is Friday night date nights. Mm. Um, we, we talked recently, I'd say about a year ago, Kip and I did about how important to me mm -hmm. Friday night connections are. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's with you and Chris. Right. Sometimes it's just the two of us. Sometimes yep. it's a group of friends. Right. But we pretty much have a standing rule in our marriage mm -hmm. that Friday nights are date nights. Yep. Um, because as a full-time stay-at-home mom, mm -hmm. surrounded by littles, which mm -hmm. I love. Yep. I'm loving, loving, loving this season of my life. But I need that. I need that conversation with my husband, the yep. time to just... Sometimes during the week, we haven't gotten to catch up right. or we haven't gotten to sync our calendars or we haven't gotten to just talk through life yep. and, and do life together or even just laugh together. Right. And let's and just be honest, put on some heels. Put on some heels <laughs> and some new lipstick know. and go get a glass of wine without feel, wiping a snotty nose. Feel like a normal person. Yeah. That's um, really good. So, and that really does recharge me. Mm -hmm. Um and I was just blessed recently because Kip had an opportunity to go hang out with a group of guys on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. And they were a great group of guys whom we all love. Yeah. But Kip's response was, you know what, guys, like this is date night. Mm. And I just, he, he's like, I said, honey, no, you can go. You yeah. can go. And he's like, no, really, babe. He's like, I want to be with you. Mm -hmm. Like it will set me up for success mm -hmm. for the weekend and for going into my business trip to get to sit down yeah. and be with you. Yeah. And that, like, 
that recharged me. That's so good. Just his right willingness to put me first and right. to recognize that my well, need and in that. And what a great example. And maybe that's something that you as a listener, you need to establish that in your marriage. You say, maybe for you it's not Friday night, maybe it's a different time of the week, but it's sort of a set item on your calendar that yeah. is we like to call it in our family untouchable like yeah. this time is untouchable right it's allotted for this thing only yes and you know those are so important because if you don't do that something else will shout louder and something else will take that time yes it's so important well and i found that with kip as well when i give him that time to be heard by me yeah to have eye contact without yeah. having to serve a little one or yeah. answer a mommy question right. or get distracted by a phone or do something in ministry. When he and I have that face-to-face, that eye contact, yeah. it empowers him mm-hmm. to get to be honest and vulnerable with me mm-hmm. in a safe, you know, in a safe spot and for us to be able to relax enough to laugh together and to, you know, talk through some difficult things or just reconnect. Right. So I've That's been really hearing um, Heather, I've been hearing from a lot of young moms recently, mm-hmm. this idea of, well, like we just, we don't have time for date night right now mm-hmm. because of our kids mm. or because of our baby. Yeah. And I just think that that's such a trap Yeah, that the enemy would want us to believe that in order for our kids to succeed, mommy must be with them. Mm. It's so wrong. It's, it's so wrong. It's such a lie. Um, and so I've just been encouraging those those young moms, those yep. new moms especially around right. me. No, you still have to take time for your husband because guess what? You fell in love with him first. Yeah. You chose him first. Right. And this wee little cuteness came along later. Mm-hmm. And you still have to be choosing him and putting him in a place where he's important and right. he gets your attention and your focus. And you know what? That baby is going to do just fine with grandma. That's right. Because guess what? Grandma raised you and did <laughs> yes. just fine. Yes. And actually, this will hurt a little bit, but probably knows a whole lot more yeah. about raising children at this point in your life than yeah. you do. Yeah. Not not taking anything away from what you know about your baby because you do know your baby best. But right. I just, yes, I agree with you. Like, leave the baby. Yeah. Leave the kids. Go focus on your husband. Don't feel guilty about it. Right. It's good for them too. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. What are we preparing them for life for? Are we preparing them to be tied to our apron strings for the rest of their lives? No. We're supposed to be discipling them and preparing them to be godly, confident, bold, adults yes in a culture and in a world that needs desperately for them to be that way right the world doesn't need more apron string hangers <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever that world is they don't they don't kids need, that are coddled yes, they don't need that yes we need more bold courageous confident adults so that starts when they're babies absolutely it doesn't start when they're 10 it doesn't start certainly doesn't start when they're 18 it starts when they're babies right so that's a good word it's a good word okay Changing topics, totally. Totally. That's what women do. Yes, especially on this particular (laughs) episode. You should see our notes. They're just all over the place, and I love it. We don't script anything, Heather. No. So it's funny that sometimes the like we're like, let's just start lighthearted, and all of a sudden we're like in deep. We're like, well, there we go. (laughs) Oh, I have to tell you this hilarious story. Okay, Uh, so my daughter is seven, and she loves everything makeup and hair and pink and sparkly and girly. And I was out of blush for like six days. Which is hilarious because I was out of blush. Yeah. I still am. Yeah. So I was borrowing her blush. <laughs> yes. She's seven. <laughs> so I'd be like, Jules, can I borrow your blush? And of course she would come in and just be like, yes, you want this one or you want this one? You know, she loved it. Um, I think that maybe I ran out of blush just so that she and I could have that fun little memory together. Yeah. So we walk into Ulta the other day because I needed to buy some blush. And she says to me, Mom, are you going to buy the pink one or the peach one? Because you've really been choosing the peach one that I have way more than you've been choosing the pink one. Oh, my goodness. I think I have a makeup artist on my hand. I think you might. Yeah. And then, okay, normally (laughs) I'm not like, let me tell you all the stories about my kids. But this blew me away. No, I love stories about your kids. So tell away. We walk into Hy-Vee because I forgot to order online and we desperately needed some food in our refrigerator. And they had this little display set up and she goes running over to it and she goes, Mom, it's a bath bomb. A what? Exactly. What is a bath bomb? A bath bomb is this ball of goodness 
that you put in your bathtub that all of a sudden bubbles and fizzes and spits out like good smelling essential oils and she how did she know it was a bath bomb i told her she's way too yes she's way cooler than i am i told her that like (laughs) you're so much i I am i've been ousted by my seven-year-old when it comes to cool factor well this is at least she can keep you cool oh my goodness that is hilarious. I know. It's crazy. She's okay. so cute. So now for my next question. Okay. Okay. What is one thing that's on your bucket list? One thing. Okay. So one thing on my bucket list, I love to travel. Okay. I traveled a ton in high school and my college years. Okay. Um, like a ton, a ton, like 90 to 100 weeks worth of traveling. Okay. Um, which was really cool and awesome. And not many kids right. get that opportunity in high school, high school especially. and college. All my friends were super jealous of me. Yeah. Um, some of it was, most of it was ministry, right. but, um, so, but one place I have never been yet and I'm really, I would really love to go. I know what you're going to say. You want to guess? No. Okay. Hawaii. Oh, I, that wasn't my guess at all. Was it Australia? No, I totally thought you were going to say Israel. Oh, well, that's also on my bucket list. (laughs) I have a few places. Okay, oh, Hawaii. Um, Yes, you have to go to Hawaii. Yeah, because I'm getting to the point, almost to the point where, okay, so our our baby is going to be weaned in the near-ish future. Right. And so I'm like, hallelujah, a hubby trip again. Yes. Without an infant. keep your kids for you. Yeah, right? Um, So, yeah, I think Hawaii, which I would love to take our kids to, but... Yeah, that's just one place that, and it's even in the States, which is funny. Right. But I think it might be. But it's be, kind of a long flight. So it it's is definitely a long flight. one that you want to like make sure kids are old enough to remember it. Yeah. Because it's expensive too. It is, yeah. Oh, that's so, fun. Yeah. Yeah. I just, and we've got, um, there's a couple ladies I actually follow on Instagram who are raising their children in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And one mom in particular who is a homeschool mom of mm-hmm. little boys. And I just, knowing her from afar, I'm like, yeah, yeah and that just looks like a really fun place to visit. Yep. So someday I would like to go there. Yeah. Okay, what great. about you? Okay, well, I have two that I want to share. Okay. Because they're so randomly different. Okay. Okay, the first one is, and we sort of already said it, is I would love to go to Israel. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. That, that's just been on my bucket list forever. I just think to be able to walk on the same ground in the same land that Jesus yeah. walked on. Mm-hmm. Um, Powerful. Would I think I would read my Bible in a whole different way. Yeah. So... Um, that's definitely on my bucket list. And then this one is so silly, but it's just been on my bucket list for a very long time. I want to drive a Zamboni. You have wanted to drive a Zamboni <laughs> for, know. even my son knows that you want to drive a Zamboni. I know. I, know. I think that's so fun. You know what? Um, we know the guy that's in charge of like everything that is Riverman hockey. Well, I know. And my son also were, I mean, I'm at the rink like five times a week. So the... It actually happening is probably pretty legitimate. Yeah. I just don't know if there's any like special license that you have to have. Oh, or, here, wait, I, I have I a great question. I would even be okay with just like sitting next to the Zamboni driver and like putting my hand on top of his to steer the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the real question. Have you ever asked? No. Okay, that might be your first step. Because mm. what if he just said yes? Well, he might. But it would take a lot of courage for me to ask that because I don't like to ask for favors for anything. It wouldn't be a so, favor. Well, maybe, kind okay, of. Okay, here's the deal. Guys love to show off what they know how to do. That's true. So just ask Mr. Zamboni Driver if That's you can true. ride along. One, he's going to be like, heck yes, you're hot. <laughs> and no. two, your last name is Taves. This is true. And so you are like related to a professional hockey player. That's so, true. I mean, I think I you're have in. a pretty good in. Yes. I think you're in. So that's, I just So like, just ask. I just, you know, like when you would mow when you were a kid. Yeah. Or I don't know if you mow now as an adult, but my husband does it, so I don't mow anymore. But, you know, you like have the lines yeah. and the grass. And like, you see the progress. It does that on the ice too. Yeah. It's like sm- rough and then smooth. Okay. And you can see it go all the way around. And I just. Okay. Well, I feel like you should just ask. Okay. Well, I'll okay. keep you updated And if that. you don't want to, I'll just ask for you. because <laughs> no, I don't like to ask for things. Yeah. Well. I think the guy would be plenty fine with you oh, writing his example. I would be so embarrassed, but you know what? It's on my bucket list, so whatever. I should oh probably just ask. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay, so Heather, I think that sometimes choosing positivity yes. is as simple as a great lunch date with a friend. Hmm. Yeah? That's good. For me anyway. Yeah. Like if I get to sit down with someone 
it has to be pretty selective in order for me to know that the conversation will stay uplifting. Yes. But I do have some people in my life that can be very uplifting. You're one of them. Okay. And, um, but I want to ask you this. Okay. If you could have lunch with anybody, who would it be? And like, don't just say like, oh, it would be my husband. You know, like it, like somebody that's... That actually didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I was trying to... Okay. Oh, uh, no, I would have lunch with him. I would, but I get to have lunch with him. Right, that's so. what I mean. Like, don't don't just give like right. the, the sweet answer. Oh, that is a really hard question. I know. There are so many good people to choose from, and I can't figure out if I want to choose like somebody from way long time ago, or if I want to choose somebody current. I feel like because I like it could happen if they're still alive. Sure, it could possibly happen that yeah. I can have lunch with them. So I'm going to pick somebody who's not alive anymore. Okay, go Does for it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so. This is a... Is that because you'd be afraid to ask him to lunch? <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> I'm teasing. Probably. Um, okay, I'm going to say Corey Ten Boom. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, she lived through the Holocaust. Yeah. She, she was in concentration camps. She had to stand up for her faith. Yeah. She was so brave. Yeah. And I, I just have had this sense lately that we here in America are so overprivileged yes we are to the point where we can't even begin to imagine what it would be like to suffer the way that many of our brothers and sisters in christ have suffered and are suffering and i want to know where that kind of courage Mm -hmm. obviously i know where it comes from it comes from the lord but when they're walking through that situation when she's walking through that with her family and going to those concentration camps with her sister like what how do how do you mentally do you stay strong? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there were times when she wasn't, but I've read her book and you know I I just know that she had such a faith in the mm-hmm. Lord. And so I would just want to sit down with her and just ask her those questions and say, Tell me, how did you do that? And and I think that comes from feeling like we as women need some of that in our lives. Right. We need some of that courageous strength in our lives yes. to go, you know what? What I'm going through. It feels really hard right now, but it's actually not that bad. Like, I can push through this. Right. It's not suffering on the grand scale of suffering. It's like at a, you know, barely zero. Sure. So, yeah, that's who I would have lunch with. That's so good. Who would you have lunch with? Well, I actually have two okay. that I would have lunch with. And I would even be fine if it was the same lunch. Okay. But, so it's two women, neither of whom I know, both who are alive, and both who I respect. Okay. Um, The first one is Jill... Briscoe. Yes. And I actually didn't even know of Jill Briscoe until a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. from the If Gathering, which happened in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, She was one of the people that was speaking. She was preaching. And um, so to give you a tiny bit of background, um, I was actually preaching at our church that next day. So this was a Saturday. Mm -hmm. That next Sunday, that next morning, I was preaching at our church. And so I had prepared my message and I was just my husband had our kids out and about and I had I found myself with like an hour and I didn't have anything on the schedule. Hmm. And so I was actually just, you know, like getting dressed and going to blow dry my hair and and you know, throw on some makeup for for a dinner out that night and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to turn on the if gathering and just see who's preaching." And Jill Briscoe had was just walking on stage. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, she's in her 80s. Mm-hmm. She has known the Lord now since she was um, a college girl, Mm -hmm. but she so intrigued me. And I literally sat and I did not finish getting ready. Mm -hmm. I just sat and watched her preach on my iPhone Mm -hmm. and I just trembled as she preached because I felt like, and probably many of the women felt this way, but I felt like she was just speaking life into my soul. Like she was just speaking so much courage and hope to just keep doing what God's put in front of me. And I think too, because I was getting up to preach that next day and just kind of that, that holy pressure that comes with presenting the word of God and watching her do it with so much grace and dignity, but with extreme boldness and clarity. Like I was just, I was amening her in my silent little bedroom. (laughs) Um, So Jill Briscoe, I would love to have lunch with her. Um, I think that she would be able to impart a ton of just knowledge and truth and life and wisdom. Life experience. Yeah. Um, Okay, so that's your first one. Lisa Bevere. 
Oh, I would love to have lunch with Lisa Bevere. Yeah. Because um, I feel like, one, she's like so super smoking hot. She is. And she is also a preacher and gets up on the stage and just speaks with so much authority and grace, but with truth and boldness. Yep. And I love that about her. Um, so she's just super fierce. and um, I, But I feel like she has a ton of confidence. She has a great story. And yeah, I think those two women would be so inspiring to have lunch with. That's awesome. So Those are great choices. Thank you. I think they would both be very uplifting. I'll have to ha- wait till heaven to have lunch with, <laughs> with my person. Yeah. And maybe you can have lunch here on earth with yours. Lisa and Jill. That would be great. Okay, what is um, something that you are doing currently in your life right now that you never in a million years would have dreamt that you're doing? Hmm, that's good. Um, I would say right now, mm-hmm. homeschooling my kids. Mm. I don't think necessarily dreamt. I just always thought that I wouldn't. Yeah. Not, I was homeschooled and I had a great experience. My yeah. mom was is awesome. Yeah. Um, she was a great teacher, but I, I don't think I ever thought I would homeschool my kids. Yeah. Um, but I've like God clearly sent Kip and myself down the path of feeling like we were supposed to. Mm-hmm. And when our son was quite young mm-hmm. and, um, so we are. So right now it's really, it really started as an act of obedience, mm-hmm. but now that we're, you know, we, we did some preschool and now we're in kindergarten um, I really feel like it's very much the right thing for our family in mm-hmm. this season of mm-hmm. life. That's good. What about you? Um, I, again, I'm having a hard time answering this question because I feel like everything that I'm currently doing um, is such a call of God on my life. Yeah. And so I don't really look at anything and go, wow, I cannot believe I'm doing this. Because I feel like for a very long time, I have really trusted God to bring into my life what he has designed for me to do. Right. Um, Whether that be raising my children or, you know, being a good wife to my husband or leading, uh, leading in ministry. I guess probably the thing that might surprise me the most, um is sort of how God has aligned, but it shouldn't surprise me because God is so faithful, um, how God has aligned my husband and I in ministry together. Mm. And I think for a while in my life specifically, I was very much involved in in ministry. I was a kid's pastor, and that was my not only my job title, but sort of my, my calling at that mm-hmm. time in life. Um, and my husband was a great support system, but he worked a secular job, and he was just sort of along for the ride. Sure. Um, with behind what, the scenes. Behind the scenes. Very and much. he was great support, yeah. but it wasn't his call, mm-hmm. right? Um, and now I feel like, and that was, that was 10, 13 years ago. Sure. Um, but now I feel like God has really aligned the two of us in mm-hmm. the, on the exact same path of ministry. Mm-hmm. And our hearts are so aligned with the call of God. And even in the same exact type of ministry that we're doing preaching teaching the word of god mentoring mm-hmm. young couples and and young people and people mm-hmm. um and that i think that surprised me a little bit hmm. because i i guess you know you a lot of times you, you see people have callings and they're not they're with spouses and they're not always the same thing sure um so yeah that's that's pretty cool that's, that's a so pretty cool. cool place to be that's so cool yeah. Well, I think it's just a reminder, Heather, that God is so intentional yeah. with our lives. He is for everyone. Yeah. But I don't think that everyone takes the opportunity to step into obedience yeah. and then walk in the paths that he's put in front of you. Right. Um, and I think that you both have chosen to be mm-hmm. very obedient in, in some very strategic times of your life. Mm-hmm. And God is blessing you. So what you're seeing, your heart's being aligned mm-hmm. from my perspective mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. your sister, as your friend, um, is that the fruit of your obedience, mm-hmm. maybe even when it didn't always make sense, mm-hmm. the things he was calling you to or asking right. you to do. But those steps of obedience are that's the fruit mm-hmm. that is you're seeing now is that alignment with your husband and your heart being towards his and his towards you and right. you guys going forward in ministry together. Well, and if I'm being really honest, for a while it was hard for me that they were becoming the same. 
Yeah. Um, because I sometimes as a mom, as a stay-at-home mom, as a homeschool mom, mm-hmm. there doesn't it doesn't ever feel like you're climbing anything. Like there's yeah. any like there's not a ladder to climb. Sure. You know, you're like your kids get older, but you're you're still cooking the same breakfast. You're still doing the same <laughs> things. Like there's not a lot of accolades in that. Yeah. And because I don't work outside the home, I don't. I had a hard time feeling like there was anything that was actually mine. Yeah. Okay. So preaching, writing. Um, that was always felt like it was unique to me. Sure. And then so when my husband, when Chris started having these the same call in his life and started to pursue this and started talking about, you know, uh, writing a book and started talking about speaking and preaching more and God opened up those doors for him. And to be honest with you, like he is phenomenal. He is. Like he's better than I am. And so when he started doing that, I sort of at the beginning felt like, you're taking my thing. Yeah. And we actually had some words over it mm-hmm. because I felt like I was I was losing my thing. Like your identity almost? Yeah. Like almost like, morphing it into yet one more thing that you had to share? Well, yeah. And I, I was like, you have your job where you get to go and be that person there. And like, I'm not involved in that really. Like, that's your thing. Yeah. This is my thing. And I mean, let's just be honest. It's pride. It was total pride. It was totally putting my eyes on myself instead of my eyes on my creator and the one who created me to do this and to follow in this call. But it took, it took me humbling myself. It took me recognizing I had to deal with that pride in my life and go, okay, if this is truly how I'm going to continue feeling, then I shouldn't be doing any preaching anyway. Like sure. this, because then it is all about me. And that platform that you've given me, God, is all about me. Yeah. So that was really a struggle that I had a few years ago of just recognizing that God could call us to the same thing, yeah. that he was doing it to knit our hearts even more together, mm-hmm. and that it really had nothing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and was I going to let my pride get in the way? and not be the encouragement that my husband needed because he is a phenomenal communicator of God's word. He God is. has uniquely gifted him in that. And had I discouraged it and stomped my foot and you know threw a little hissy fit about it, right. um, I'm not sure that my husband could have forged ahead in the call that God has for him because I would have been standing in his way. Heather, I think that's so good. Well, and two things. One, I want to say, um, I think that's so brave of you. One, to speak that over on a podcast where anyone can listen. Yeah, I don't know if I've told anybody about my husband that. (laughs) But that's so brave because I think that it gives us all the courage to kind of go, what are some of those little dark spots in our hearts and our thoughts Mm -hmm. that would potentially hold us back, Mm -hmm. hold our spouse back, hold our kids back, hold others back? Um, But you you are a phenomenal communicator of God's word and a preacher and a, a strong, bold leader. And um, honestly, if I wasn't your sister, I'd probably want to have lunch with you. But I get to have lunch with you all the time because yes, you, you, you have to be my friend. Yes. Um, but um, so yesterday, Chris was preaching mm-hmm. and I had so much conviction over his message. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just an interesting thing when your brother who, he, so he's my brother in love, I call him because um, yeah. he married you. Yeah. But so he's my brother-in-law. Um, but he's also a, a preacher in my life and um, a, a fellow leader. So he was preaching in our series called Basics, yeah. and we're talking about the basics of our faith. Yeah. And a few weeks ago, I preached in this series, and so this has just been a really powerful, convicting series. Yeah. But he spoke on the idea of worship, yeah. and he talked about how worship is not a song. Right. I think so often we forget that. Worship right. is not singing songs. Right. Um, and he gave just this incredible message. I would really challenge anyone listening to go and listen to his podcast. It's just at church214.org. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he said this, Heather, mm-hmm. and it's a verse out of 1 Samuel 15, um, 22 and 23. And it says this, Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. Mm. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. And um, that was Samuel, the prophet, speaking to Saul, yeah. who was you know, supposed to be stepping into that leadership, right? but he had disobeyed. right? And so he was being rejected as king. Yeah. And Heather, the thing that spoke to me was that line, stubbornness is as bad as worshiping idols mm. because I can be very stubborn. 
And I think a lot of women can be. Yeah. Men can be too. Sure. But I think more often um, women have that desire to kind of be stubborn, like mm-hmm. to stand their ground, like right. this is mine. Right. You to know, win the battle. To win the battle. Um, and that's something I've been working on in my own life is, mm-hmm. you know, if Kip and I are having an argument, don't be stubborn in this. Like be tender. So hard. Have a tender heart. Yeah. Have a, a heart that wants yeah. to forgive. Right. Have that heart that wants to be the one to apologize first. Oh, that's so hard. Um, Because don't you just find yourself like, I'm not done being mad yet. Yes. <laughs> I just need to be mad a little bit longer and sulk in this. Yeah. But it's stubbornness. And and. Chris just preaching that verse, I'd read that before, but him preaching it yesterday um, was so convicting to me about, man, I just cannot afford to be stubborn because God talks so clearly about how we should not have any idol yeah. that is in front of God the Father. Right. Um, but if stubbornness is, it is as bad as worshiping idols. That is crazy. That took me back. Yeah. Just... It- Put like it just put me back in my seat, and I'm just thinking about it today over yes. and over and over. Yes. Um, so yeah, Chris is a, a phenomenal communicator of God's word. But Heather, I think it's so brave that you recognize that in your life, mm-hmm. and that you didn't let stubbornness mm-hmm. stand in the way of trying to guard what was in your mind, quote unquote, yours. Right. Well, let's just be real. I did for a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, you're dealing with I, it now. I did for I did for a little while, and then I I repented, mm-hmm. and we don't talk about that enough. Yeah. Um. I repented. I yeah. asked the Lord to forgive me for my stubbornness, for my pride, for mm-hmm. my selfishness, mm-hmm. for looking at myself as higher than the God who created me. Wow. Um, for looking at myself higher than my husband. Wow. Why would God give me a call that he couldn't also give him? Sure. Like that was that was just ludicrous for me to think that, you know? Yeah. And so um, I repented and I asked the Lord to forgive me in that. And it really has brought freedom. It's so great. Rep- repentance brings freedom. And I think that's something we need to talk about more is that when you rep- repent, there's something happens in your heart that releases the chains that are holding you yeah. and you get this freedom, you get yeah. this feeling. And you know, the blessing that comes from that, the reward that comes from that is that, um, God will then be able to work through your repentant heart in a way that he would not have been able to work in your heart had you not repented. Um, Because there's nothing blocking what he wants to do in your heart. Um, So like you just said, what is it in your life that maybe is that in the dark recesses of your heart that you you're not acknowledging and sometimes you don't even know what's there until a situation comes out and then it rears its ugly head and you're like, oh my goodness. I need to deal with this right? and I need to repent yep. and thank goodness for the blood on the cross that Jesus shed for us that covers us. And, right. um, I said to a friend earlier this week, I said, when we're walking through hard times, whether it be circumstances in our life or maybe sin in our life or anything that would cause our journey in life to be a little bit bumpier than we would like it, mm-hmm. not as smooth. Do we fully acknowledge the fact that God is working in and through us in that moment, Mm -hmm. in that circumstance, in and through that sin and then repentance? And I said, when did Jesus do his greatest work? It was when he was as broken as he ever would be on the cross. Mm -hmm. That's when he took the sins of all of humanity. He bore them on his shoulders and in his complete brokenness, in right. the worst circumstances he would ever be in, he did his greatest work. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's what God is doing in every single one of us, in our brokenness, in our hard circumstances. He is doing a refining work in us. And when we recognize that and we acknowledge that he is good and that he is God and that he is refining us, we will come out so much stronger. That's so good, Heather. Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. I think that that um, will speak a lot of courage to someone listening um, and maybe give them the courage, the boldness to look introspectively and go, man, what, maybe what is in my own heart that might be holding me back, might be holding my marriage back, might be holding my ministry back. Um, That's really huge. And I think to take it one step further, you mentioned this, but holding someone else next to you back. Yeah. Because I think oftentimes our own pride isn't just holding us back. 
it's holding someone standing right next to us back. Absolutely. Someone that we're supposed to encourage and push forward. Someone we're supposed to let step into a role that we're hanging on to. Someone that we're supposed to lead, whether it be our child Mm -hmm. or encourage in our spouse. Um, So turning our eyes off of us and saying, what is my sin and my pride holding someone else back from God's best in their life? I think that's so good. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us at the H&H Hour today. Um, we hope that something that we have said, whether it was something lighthearted and fun about our bucket list and driving a Zamboni or something a little bit more um, heavy and maybe took you by surprise that Heather was vulnerable enough to share kind of what she struggles with or is going through. Yeah. Um, we want you to know that we are real. Mm-hmm. We're ordinary women that struggle yeah. with some of the same things you're probably struggling mm-hmm. with. And we want to open up that conversation. Yeah. So we just want to thank you for being our listener. Um, if you are connecting with this podcast with the H&H Hour, would you do us a favor? Would you share our information on your Instagram account, yes. on your social media? Um, would you go to iTunes and leave us some feedback and give us a review? Um, because we so believe that some of the words that God's allowing us to share and some of our listeners, um, some of our guests mm-hmm. to share with us can reach so many people. Right. Um, and we want to pull you in on that and have you be a part. So we hope you're having a great day. May God's great favor and blessing mm-hmm. be upon you as you strive, just like we are, yep. to have that positive attitude today. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.